good. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. It seems like uh, an update's gone on that isn't quite user-friendly at the moment. <laughs> Pardon? Um, it's it's the same app. It's just that they've done a, an update to it, so it looks a bit different to how it normally does. Um, but no worries, no worries. Uh, there's other ways of doing a recording, which is fine. <laughs> how yeah. are you? How was work? Yeah, well, it's a long day really. I had a, had a few meetings, final work, and then I just been quite busy, but yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, well, the the heat wave seems to be coming back as well, which um, I'm not liking. <laughs> no, not fan of the heat wave. No, not since I've had my child. Every day just seems oh, to be very yeah. hot. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure you'd have to know some rain soon. Uh, well, I did. It did rain over the weekend, but um, yeah, I didn't quite cool it down. It just felt like we were in tropic tropical weather. You know, like yeah. well, yeah. most of it, I say. Well, they say it's going to be like this every summer now. What you get with global yeah, well, warming? Yeah, it's all to do with the, uh, the state of global warming. But well, have to see how it pans out. Yeah, you know, definitely. Definitely enjoy it. Definitely enjoy it. Yeah, I'm trying not to moan too much. <laughs> yeah, don't be a winger, mate. No, no, no. I'm not a winger. Not a winger. I'll just probably stay indoors. Well, um, thank you for coming to the pharmacy show. Uh, for our listeners today, we've got Harun Mahmood, who is a multiple award-winning pharmacist. So it's a great pleasure to be talking to you today. Um, now, if you've had a chance to listen to some of my podcasts, I do do them quite differently. Um, I'll get you thinking. <laughs> and um, we'll do some trivia questions as well and uh, get to know a bit more about you. Um, and what your likes are outside of pharmacy and then obviously we'll talk about some things um, that are our focus core topics that pharmacists are all talking about and um, go from there. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah sounds good. Okay, so to get your brain juices going, this is a question for you. What was the prescription charge in 2014? Was it A, £7.85? B eight pound five or C eight pound twenty. Uh, I would say it was C. Uh uh-uh. No, it was B eight pound five. Yeah, eight pound five. Two thousand and fourteen. No way. Yeah, it goes up to about average fifteen to twenty pence a year. No, I think that year it was actually fifteen pence which is quite weird. Uh, was it, uh, no, it was a number just to, just to, just to throw you off the scent. <laughs> That's all right. Um, okay. What would you say your favourite number is? Uh, 13. Why? Um, because you count all the syllables in my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is 13. Okay. Um, 1 plus 3 is 4, which is my birthday. Uh-huh. number. Uh, and generally 13 is just, I feel that a lot of energy towards the universe and the unbelievable universe and power that be and 13 is always very strong. Interesting. Um, I've never had someone explain their favourite number in such a way. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, very spiritual, very deep and uh, always believe in you know, the positive energy around us as well. 
Okay. So you'd be able to explain Reiki to me then, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, maybe another podcast, yeah. <laughs> Especially for all the listeners who are like, what's Reiki? What is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and what was the last book that you read? Uh, the last book I read was actually um, Sebastian Falk's Birdsong. Okay. Um, which was probably back at school. Um, you talked about 10 years ago. So you've not read a book since? Well, no, I don't really tend to read books when I do. I tend to read small passages of text um, okay. to kind of absorb quotations, um, thoughts, um, and kind of if someone mentioned them with this story or this text, yeah, I'll Google it and find out what the crux of the story, what's the moral of the other story, uh-huh. any kind of British themes, anything that kind of add a value to my own thinking, yeah. to my understanding. So, um, yeah, I don't really tend to read books per se. I've never been one to... Uh, what about to listening to books? Like some people either listen to audio books or... No, I've not really been a fan of listening, either, to know, especially okay. to audio books. Um, I'm more, you know, I don't know why, I'm actually... In. I think I did try to do it once, maybe one of the Harry Potter books. Um, <laughs> just, just, just dozed, dozed off. You know. <gasps> but, but, um, no, I'll have to sit down and read. Um, but it's just fun time. I know we all say there's no time to read, but obviously you shouldn't make time to read it's half an hour a day or so. But what do you do in your spare time? I don't have spare time at all. Um, at all? Always doing so- no, not really. I'm just doing something. Um, Either family or friends or work mm-hmm. or something to do with a fresh professional career or some other kind of project I'm getting involved in. So, so how do you I'm unwind? Do um, I go for a jog actually. Um, okay. Jogging time is my unwinding time. Um, or go see my little nephews and nieces. And <laughs> that's my kind of downtime. Make us feel like children again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, everyone obviously is different in how they wind down, but mine's kind of a combination of spending time with family and, and jogging really as well. So how often would you go jogging? Uh trying every day. Um wow. forty five minutes. Forty five uh, minutes a day? Well at least uh half You should give my husband some tips. He's trying to he signed up for a full marathon in October and he hasn't started any form of training. Mm, <laughs> no. Yeah, he should get involved, you know, it's just slowly slowly slowly. Uh, just um I think Jogging, it's really kind of part of the mind, the body. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it makes you feel really good after you've done it as well. So yeah, I love, I love running. Well. Love running. Yeah, it's, it's a very easy thing to do. It's cheap. You don't pay anyone anything to to go jogging, and you can use go anywhere. You can use back garden at home. Mm. Fresh yeah. air, fresh air. Nothing never replaces fresh air. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, I'll definitely push her into a get off the couch and start start it soon. He's not even a couch person, he's just like gadget person. <laughs> well, yeah, full on gadgets. full on gadgets and technology. It's just cr- I'm like, wow, <laughs> way over my head. Wow. <laughs> Did you get the gadget show on the NEC? Pardon? The gadget show, look at that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, that is definitely his element, all gadgets and, and tech and all that sort of stuff and... Yeah, I'm just like... interesting, yeah. It's, well, it's interesting, yeah, definitely. Um, what would you say your superpower is? Um, superpower. 
I firmly believe I have a sixth sense. Um, okay. I wouldn't say it's superpowered because I don't really, I wouldn't say it's going to get advantage of it. When I meet people, um, you know, you kind of have a sense of, you know, about uh, um, how you can have advantage to their kind of met your time with them. Um, and you kind of build on that, especially rapport and vibes. Um, and it's really enough, I, I feel like you've, better than before, you know, not than before. So you mm-hmm. kind of build that kind of connection really, really quickly. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm obviously my kind of superpowers having a sixth sense, really. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing special about sixth sense, I would say. So if you could describe yourself in five words, what would those words be? Uh, five words would be um, happy, um, ambitious, um, committed, um, funny and driven. Okay. Okay. Um, and what would you say your favourite type of genre of film would be? Um, genre of film, I'd probably say action. I would say, yeah, I do love action films. What was the last action film you saw? Um, probably the Expendables. Expendables. Um, Expendables. That's ages ago, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. A few years ago. I'm just thinking, I was like, has there been a, a, a treat? I was like, have I missed have something in the movie world? <laughs> yeah, I think it's the real star cast. Yeah. Stallone and whatnot. But yeah, it's, um, I think it was the last action movie I watched, really. So you don't watch any of the Avengers or Marvel or DC comics? No, I've not really had a chance to uh, catch up on all those superhero movies yet, but maybe next week. I'm sure your nieces and nephews will get you into that. Yeah, they're often so probably in the way. I think the Incredibles. Uh, the Incredibles is out, yeah, definitely. That is out. I keep getting. I was be I was being persuaded by a pre reg to watch uh, the Incredibles, and I was like, I haven't watched the first one. I'd rather rank Hotel Transylvania above the Incredibles. In my oh yeah, <laughs> I think the first one is pretty awesome. Uh, really pushing to uh, really watch that movie. Yeah, yeah. So have you got some time off over the next few weeks? Because you said you'd, you'd, you'd probably make some time over the next few weeks. Have you got some time uh, off? and the journey that you've you've come through. Just give us a brief description 
uh, from when you've qualified and, and how you've come about um, being a multi-award winning pharmacist? So, yeah, so obviously I left uni, um, like everyone else, um, joined multiple, so I came out. Um, in terms of the awards, it was more recent, so um, probably last year or so, so um, I won a few awards with the Training Artists Awards for the Customer Care and Spotlight Award uh, and the Alexander Contribution Award. And we subsequently um, allowed you to be invited again the previous, well, the following year, this year, to re judge and to help um, decide the winners of this year's awards, which is nice as well. Okay. Um, and obviously, with that, the um, Pickle nominations came through for the Chemistry Drugs Awards as well, uh, for Manager of the Year and Above and Beyond, uh, which I managed to be successful in winning the, the Reader's Choice Awards, which was Above and Beyond. Um, yeah, and obviously we've got different news and um, shortlisted again for the Zenith Health Global Awards okay. for the Rising Star Award um, for October, which was nice as well. Awesome, that's amazing. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. So for pharmacists and managers out there, they're probably thinking, how does someone get nominated for such an award? Talk me through the processes. Uh, well, it's basically uh, two different um, entry points, really. Uh, firstly, um, your head office, so your head of communications will get in touch um, and decide, you know, in terms of entries, would you like to ask to put forward yourself because you've done X, Y, Z, um, and obviously they'll take it through that route. Mm -hmm. Or um, if your colleagues and, you know, peers um, who you work with kind of all decide actually, you know, you describe doing quite a lot, you know, we should really put you forward. Mm -hmm. So uh, it just depends on kind of who you work with really. I, I know quite a lot of my kind of colleagues on now, especially in my region. Yeah. Um, as well as head office as well. So it was a case of um, both in, in my in my kind of experience, which was nice. Um, but yeah, it just depends on the company who you work with. Um, and I think, like I said before, everyone who works in healthcare, and especially pharmacy as well, you all go above and beyond day in, day out. Yeah. Um, it's obviously the people are kind of, you know, going there to pick up the wards on your behalf. Um, for the silent people who are working, struggling day in, day out, you know, dealing medication, as well as staying behind, helping patients. Um, you know, it's, it's all for you guys, really. Mm -hmm. The ward that you know, the pharmacy staff are in. Yeah, definitely. So you're kind of the... Uh, it's teamwork. Yeah, of course. Work. It's definitely all about teamwork, and I always make sure the team are aware of that the awards that kind of are picked up. If it's well done, I'll pick them up for them. you've done differently to other managers to be nominated um, and, and obviously won, won such awards? I think in terms of working differently or kind of my approach has always been about the kind of patients and the customers and you know at well this is where I work we obviously have shared values of being human effective and expert but you know in terms of our brand awareness and you know I'm more about you know what we kind of to everyone, which is bringing you know healthcare 
to travel in a personalised manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can say, you know, a lot of my, my colleagues um, do provide that kind of service to everyone um, and always go above and beyond. Um, it's just not the case of dispensing medications um, and high rise. It's basically going that extra step yeah. and making sure the medications we give are horrific for the patient and, and follow ups. Um, and providing holistic approaches well being of the person in front of you and that's tailored to every single person that walks through our doors. Um, so I think that's what really separates myself from the rest of the candidates who are all doing a fantastic job as well. But it's a case of, you know, time we're moving on um, and no longer the pharmacist just there to spend some prescriptions. Um, you know, there's more expectations of how we can have support our communities. Um, we're working together with everyone in the community mm-hmm. how we strive to get that kind of patient-centered approach. Yeah, definitely. How? Um, what would you say to obviously uh, pharmacists and managers that are out there that say they don't have time to spend that extra quality uh, of time with their customer to give them that advice and signpost and make them the core value? Essentially, our patients are our bread and butter as pharmacists. Yeah and patient care needs to be paramount and um, and at the forefront of it. But you still see pharmacists that are behind the bench, they don't come out, they don't greet their customers, and they're, 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 they're reasoning uh, 99% of the time is the fact that they don't have time. How do you make time to ensure that your patient is put first, foremost, every time? I think it's just about coaching, um, especially your staff and peers. And you know, I'm not different to you know anyone else out there really. The only thing I do differently is kind of just push all the staff colleagues and um, work with them to the you know peers in my routine. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know we're very kind of uh, you know um, high pressurised in terms of what we do, and it's very kind of easy to stay down kind of vision all the time. But the pharmacy is moving; it's, it's coming to a place where you know, patients are requiring more pharmacy support, and especially with us at the moment, with more clinical roles coming out, especially with some GP surgeries, yeah. and, you know, more kind of those areas available. So, a lot of pharmacists obviously are stuck in their ways of just staying behind the counter or behind um, and leaving it to you know, the pharmacy assistants or spending technicians to hand prescriptions out, and not really giving that extra touch or input which pharmacists trained you know, five years to do in total. To provide. So it's just a case of encouraging them and more kind of coaching and building confidence in their abilities and skills. What, um, what's your store like? So how many how many colleagues do you work with and, and what's your what's your uh, prescription volume like? So in terms of the store and economy and it's a health centre bench, mm-hmm. um, we do about uh, roughly eight and a half thousand to ten thousand items a month. Okay. Uh, we have um, two part time colleagues and one full-time member. Okay. Um, so the volume of staff isn't a lot in terms of the items we do, but in terms of the processes in the store, uh, they're kind of the point of, you know, everyone else what they're doing. Um, and processes in the store are very important to the time management for the pharmacist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone knows what they're doing in the store and they tell each other. It's like every, every pharmacy you assume, you know, how they work. Um, they work together yeah. and come with each other at you know, difficult times and you know, just chip in where they need to. Uh, the volume of store I work at the moment is obviously quite busy, but at the same time, we all make it 
and responsibility to ensure that patients do get exactly the treatment that they need mm-hmm. um, with the medicine that like, aftercare is always given, um, which is why I think we've got a fantastic rapport with all our community really, which is which is great. Um, and everyone else, you know, must have that as well. Society's a small, you know, small family, aren't they? Really? Yeah. So they, you know, you are the kind of the, the home where everyone comes to talk to you. You know, the kind of anything really. Come, come for anything. They just come for yeah, NASA, come for advice, come for <laughs> sometimes yeah, alone. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah they all come for everything. And community pharmacy has always been like that. And the only way kind of we modernise itself in the future is pharmacists do come out more and do interact more with patients so you know it's all part of the bigger picture really yeah um so you mentioned before uh that coaching is is what you you think you do differently um with your team is coaching something that has uh been self-taught to you or is it something that uh, well pharmacy has provided training upon and you, you have actually incorporated that training into real life practice whereas this we we do as like as pharmacists go on training but it never actually gets portrayed into real life practice at times um i think there's a bit of both really i'm quite fortunate i've had a very clear kind of leadership structure for me to progress mm-hmm. um especially the input feedback and have been receptive to kind of all sort of feedback that was given me to help me along my journey. Okay. Um, at the same time, coupled with other stakeholders, I'm meeting a lot of people in the community, from you know pharmacists to patients to you know to, to GPs and you know everyone in between. And you kind of add value to each other. Yeah. And you're always learning something, taking something away. So at each interaction you have with a patient or with a, a fellow peer or colleague. You learn from it and you reflect upon how you can do things differently, and it will build upon the structure of you as an individual. Really. Mm-hmm. So, I would say it's a bit of both, a bit of um, kind of clear structure from, from our pharmacy, um, coupled with obviously me going out there and kind of doing stuff outside of my kind of comfort zone, with mm-hmm. getting out there and getting ready really to do what I want to do, which is help the people that you know I work with and servicing to do. So, in in your opinion, what would you say is the difference between a leader and a manager? Um, obviously, a manager just manages the kind of day-to-day tasks of you know what's operationally found. But with a leader, you know, he or she will take that extra step and identify areas where you know you want to take you know the next step, mm-hmm. um, and really just kind of coach, inspire, and motivate you know the whole team. Um, and like I said, it's a journey. So a leader will take you to the next journey, um, and the journey after that, a very clear vision and focus. Um, and that's why I feel we are trying to kind of instill um, with well, but also my colleagues who are trying to create mini leaders and everyone. Yeah. They can go on that journey together and create their own journeys as well, um, and inspire and lead their teams um, as they progress up the, uh, the ladder as well. Definitely, and I very much uh, feel strongly about that. And um, just because you have the title of the manager doesn't mean you take away of natural thinking and an instinct and giving someone self-development and growth. And it provides confidence and pr- provides accountability, and you know it gives their job almost worth, and and they realise their importance of their role. Uh, it's not an as the checkout. It's not 
you know, like we're not working at the news agency's purpose to what they're doing, and if they understand that purpose behind it, then that in itself provides that passion within for them to do their job at 110% at all times. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. What self-development have you done in the last um, couple of, well, well, let's say the last two years, obviously, because that's when you've won the awards, and what have you learned about yourself along the way? Um, I think two key areas that I've wanted to develop more uh, was the kind of emotional intelligence, um, especially kind of self-awareness and perception as well. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously with my peers, you know, they know me very, very well. But obviously when you move out of your immediate circle, you're kind of going into territory which is the unknown. So you yeah. are not really familiar with the people around you. So kind of how you come across and, you know, social, you know, emotional intelligence really plays a massive part in the whole perception of who you are and mm -hmm. what you're trying to convey to other people. Um, so I've just been kind of working on that with my colleagues, um, especially HR as well. Okay. Just kind of perfect in terms of what I'm trying to do. Um, for people you know, you know you very, very well. Yeah. For people who don't know you, you want to kind of, kind of have first interactions where it's very clear that this is who this person is, what he's about, and this is the value that he wants to add, what he's trying to create or work towards. Yeah, and and plus sometimes it's a case of if they don't understand you and obviously the language that someone may use, they could yeah. quite easily take it the wrong way. Uh, yeah, of course. So yeah, yeah, that that does make sense. And and ha what what has it been like uh, for you, obviously, with the extra attention from from winning multiple awards? How how has it changed your life, per se? Um, to be honest, I wouldn't. Say, you know, I, I am who I am. You know, I you know, maintain that balance of normality. Um, I have obviously had you know, patients and customers and whatnot. You know, they're all in the soil in the local paper. We saw you this. So, you know, for me, it's all about inspiring other people. You know, if I can do it, I know I'm special. You know, I would help support anyone who would like that kind of coaching um, to achieve success as well. And you know, I'm all for helping other people. Um, so yeah, I would say nothing really changed. Um, obviously, I'm getting involved in more projects and more people know who I am, which kind of for me is great because it, you know, if I'm having this important project, it kind of you know helps me get that kind of message across that you know, I'm getting involved behind this because I'm passionate about this because you know add more value to the communities you serve. Mm -hmm. um, and especially as a company perspective, you know everyone else really has an idea of you know, who I am in terms of, you know, doing. Um, so it's, it's nice like that, but at the same time, for me, it's all about adding value to the people that I work with and also the bigger picture, which is, you know, bringing France to the forefront of uh, patient-centred care. Yeah. And that's what the vision is moving forward in the future as well. So with that in mind, what would you say your dream aspirations are then? So... We all qualify as pharmacists, and then we either relief for a bit, and then we go into being a manager. What what, what does the future hold for you? Um, I think at the moment I've just uh, had a meeting today with a project which I'm going to be starting very soon. It's a social enterprise that basically helps support people in the community who uh, suffer from isolation, loneliness, and depression, and mental health. Mm -hmm. So that's a big project which I'll be involved in um, very very soon. But in terms of kind of long term, 
Uh, I'd probably say somewhere down the kind of politics route, really. Okay. I think if we can influence down, you know, in central government, there's not just pharmacy, but in terms of healthcare in general, then that's somewhere which I would definitely be um, wanting to do, especially in the future, influencing policies and how we shape the future for our children and children's children as well. Yeah, so would we potentially be seeing you as a future RPS candidate then? Um, I wouldn't say RPS, I'd probably say more in terms of central government. Okay. Um, so uh, I am a, a Labour fan <laughs> and uh, maybe try the roots of a local councillor and you know, just go from there and maybe an MP one day and you know, maybe, maybe, maybe one day Prime Minister, why not? Oh, why not? Why not? <laughs> you know, you just, uh, you got to, like I said, everything in life you have to remain focused and, yeah. you know, you have to really focus on what you want to do and what kind of achievements you strive to succeed in doing and that can only be done by just following your passions and follow what you want to do. So mm-hmm. at the moment, I think for me, it's kind of focusing on how can I bring influence and, you know, change policies to help the people that, you know, that need me the most and the only way that can be achieved is through influencing policies at a central government level really. Well, you basically answered my next question you have. <laughs> which was how will you use your profile to help pharmacy as a profession so you are helping it by using your influence and, and gaining influence uh, to to help bring pharmacy forward yeah I think with myself I'm very vocal about pharmacy in general especially the way we are underutilized um, as a healthcare provider in the community so you know I know a lot of peers are currently very vocal about it in terms of where pharmacy can be going, mm-hmm. not having much change, or there's nothing really kind of helping clear the way for there to be kind of an opening. So for me, it is a case of getting in touch with the black people, um, and obviously for me, it's, it's literally getting through to influence policies, yeah. through you know being elected, obviously, hopefully at local government and. Kind of join the ranks, and once you are there, then you can influence policies that you are putting pharmacy in the forefront. Because I do feel pharmacy, especially in communities we serve, is a very integral part of healthcare, especially in the future as well. So, because what's your space really? Yeah, definitely. Um, it would be it would be quite interesting to see. Um, what would your views obviously with the, some of the main focuses that pharmacy have been talking about in the last couple of months, such as bullying and mental health? What would your views be on the issues that we see in pharmacy today? Do you think, for example, we we highlight mental health as as as, as a country anyway? Um, but do you feel enough being done as pharmacists or even for our colleagues um, if you see someone in the profession suffering? Um, with mental health? Um, bullying and mental health are very, very important, especially in today's life. And, um, I have heard of a lot of cases of bullying, and especially with the, the RPS sections uh, yeah. more recently. So it is quite worrying that as a profession, uh, we do have um, very clear kind of signs of what's happening in an organisation. So, you know, something obviously needs to be done. We need to address it, the actual concerns of people who are involved um, in terms of, you know, moving forwards and getting rid of obviously bullying. 
But in terms of mental health, um, I would say there's enough being done, especially in pharmacy in the workplace, probably not. I know each pharmacy and provider in the UK does have you know, special provisions available for all colleagues. Um, and that well we do have it as well, where anyone going through difficult times or any mental health and concerns is able to get in touch with their confidential service. Um, it's more about the kind of stigma attached to mental health and yeah. the overarching umbrella. Um, we just need more people to be vocal about it, really, and being very honest um, helps a lot as well. Um, everyone goes through difficult times in their lives, and you know, life is full of trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. So you just have to kind of be kind of fortunate with the support network you have in place. And if you aren't able to have that support network in place, then there's a support out there for people. Um, you never, never feel embarrassed. Um, you should always kind of pick up the phone. And like I said, there's hundreds of organisations available out there. It's just getting through to someone, and, and someone is there. They are waiting to to pick up the phone and, and share kind of what thoughts you're going through and help you through anything really. So I definitely encourage it. And part of my kind of new project with social enterprise, we focus on mental health as well. So hopefully you might see more stuff in the local media. Um, regards to what we're doing to help support people um, in the community, especially in pharmacy as well. So Definitely. I mean, that's something that I, I've even done a podcast on um, and, and yeah. wrote many many articles on it. That we we like posts, we share posts, but we still don't yeah. actually talk about it. Um, yeah. Especially with our own situations, everyone cannot say they go through that their entire life and not suffer any form of mental health issues at all that, that's a lie yeah. um yeah. but yeah that's something that i i am very quite passionate about so if there is any help that you know i can give to you um yeah. then i'm all ears definitely yeah i'd love to support that definitely um now as a male pharmacist and me being a female one obviously um there's been many debates going on about equality in the workplace and and obviously female is more female pharmacy is more female driven um have you ever seen it uh or heard about it in terms of the equality or have, have you felt it um that you know there is a divide there or the fact that there isn't, maybe there isn't in, in well pharmacy, uh, do you find that enough support is given to help people uh, want to achieve towards higher goal aspirations? Um, and, and especially, uh, obviously, with the, with the store that you work in, um, what's it like working with, with females? Um, yeah, so obviously, you all know that pharmacy is predominantly, you know, um, women, you know, it's a heavily female orientated profession. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, well have a very clear structure and a very clear focus for you know, equality. Um, there are positions available for both females and males. Um, in terms of my own store colleagues, um, they're all very much empowered. They're very much vocal about what they want to achieve in terms of development. So one of the girls currently wants to do a technician course, which mm-hmm. we've I think she has to, she's got the application forward through to head office. So obviously they decide. Just waiting on that, yeah. Yeah, so I have been coaching and supporting them really uh, with what they want to do. So for me, um, I think while pharmacy do very well in supporting um, everyone really, I don't think there's a, 
a divide between you know males and females, um, especially with the very work or in terms of wider state. Um, it's all kind of case of um, people's merits really. If someone's very experienced, very much very clear in terms of how they can add value to a particular role, um, then a person should be put forward as a candidate for you know what they can achieve and what kind of value they can add to their role, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to if they're you know, a female or male. Um, I've not encountered any sort of um, bias towards either male or females, whether I've been with well or, or any organisation for that matter, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I am very receptive to you know, the environment that I work with, um, but I would say we're very kind of much focused on helping you know, people are very aspirational, especially in pharmacy, and we are very vocal in helping support them to, to achieve their goals, really. To achieve goals, yeah. You know, I've lost count of how many colleagues I've supported in the last three years um, to achieve their statuses, so I'm very proud of that as well. Um, but no, I can honestly say that, you know, we do that well coach everyone to make sure that if you are ambitious, you are wanting to aspire for more, and um, be very vocal about it, and we will help support you to get where you would like to be. Yeah, yeah. If someone is willing and wanting to uh, excel, um, then yeah, we should never hold them back. Never. No, and, definitely not. No. And that, that to me, the amount of people and pharmacists, or they are pharmacists now, that I've supported and and becoming into what they want to have been, um, yeah. gives me immense job job satisfaction. No, I've yeah, got I've got a knack. You you talk about six cents. I've got yeah. a, a complete knack for seeing a unique skill set. That is my superpower. I can spot it. Yeah from one person literally immediately and I'm like you know what that person's this that person's this that person's this and if they are not even aware of it I'll make sure they are and help them get to where they they need to get to yeah definitely yeah um what would you say your the future for pharmacy is so where do you see pharmacy in the next couple of years um personally I think it's Kind of faster moving really towards clinical side, so kind of more interacting with patients, more kind of focusing on how they support them long term. Um, I have heard a lot of speculation about pharmacists all, you know, moving away from the dispensary altogether um, and giving powers to pharmacy technicians more, um, so pharmacists can you know, provide more services, clinical services. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, to be honest, I think we are heading towards that. I don't think we'll be ever in an age where everything will be all automated, especially with kind of dispensing processes, and um, because it's a very kind of it's a very difficult process to kind of tweak to to the, to the masses. But at the same time, there's no value really given to patients. Yeah. Even though it's a fast interaction, but um, it'll be very interesting to see where it, where it goes. And Amazon's kind of making some strides in the healthcare market in America. Most definitely. Um, and I've heard some speculation about the teenage NHS um England in this country to, to provide some sort of service via um is it Amazon's um it's a smart device, I think I heard. Okay. Uh, um I can't remember her name is now. She talked to you apparently. Um I can't recall her name now. Um basically it's a smart device that Will integrate some sort of um, pharmaceutical side, and um, which will help patients, you know, mind their medication and you know, compliance aid and stuff. Um, 
but for me, I think it will be a case of it will be a case. The pharmacist will be moving towards more clinical roles, mm-hmm. and my surgeries perhaps as well, and, and provide that kind of extra support for for GPs who are at the moment clearly struggling with the current workload, and especially patients in the community who are at the moment. So with the with the position that pharmacy is in at the moment, and we hear pharmacists saying that they're they're overworked, overpressurized, less pay. With this being your final question as well, um, how would you inspire that pharmacist to go above and beyond and put that patient first? So yeah, I do agree. There is a lot of pressure, and you know, pharmacists, I encountered myself, and um, do feel kind of undervalued, and you know that they, they are quite demoralised with the situation at the moment. So kind of my kind of kind of advice or support or coaching for them would be, you know, you spent five years training very hard um, to become the clinical professionals that you are today. Um, every patient that you see, you've added value to their healthcare. You know, and you continue to do this day in, day out. So just keep striving for what you want to achieve for yourself, especially with the patients that you see day in, day out. Um, and the future is basically you know, a positive one, if we make it a positive one. And the more we work together with the professionals, you know, we will get to a place where we will feel valued again and you know, the morale will be high again. But it will be a group effort. You know, we will be stronger together than we will apart. Yeah. So we need to rejoin, you know, together and really support each other. Pharmacists at the moment, you know, I think we work in small pockets, but not collectively. Mm-hmm. So we need to literally work together for, for the same cause. You know, if you ask all the patients you see day in, day out, what would you do if the pharmacist, you know, left or the pharmacist closed? You know, they'll be very disappointed and very upset. So pharmacists and pharmacy staff and the pharmacy themselves are an integral part of the community. So, you know, just really kind of push forward for what you want to achieve, um, which at the end of the day is bringing patients closer to managing their healthcare um, in a safe environment with your expertise and knowledge. Yeah, definitely. Well, hopefully that does inspire our listeners um, that will be listening to this podcast. Um, But thank you very much, Haroon, um, a.k.a. Harry. I did not know that your nickname was Harry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for coming on to the pharmacy show. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And I wish you the very best for the future and probably see you picking up some more awards along the way. Um, and if there's any help that uh, we at Pharmacy can do for the uh, programs uh, uh, that you are supporting, then please let us know. And uh, we'll be happy to help. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you for having me on. And yeah, all the best as well. And I really appreciate the time. Um, and thank you for the warm comments as well. It's all right. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much. That's bye. okay. All right, bye. Bye.